welcome everyone to the Urban Mental Health Podcast. I'm here in um, Amsterdam with Professor Claudi Bokti and Professor Reinhard Weers. And this is an exciting day. We're launching a new centre here at Amsterdam University. Um, so tell us, Claudi, you're launching this Urban Mental Health Centre. Why do we need this centre now in 2019? Yeah, there are actually several reasons uh, why we need it. First of all, I think it's very important to prioritize mental health also when it comes to science and also when it comes to finding new uh, pathways to be able to improve the effects of our interventions, but also to be able to improve all kind of uh, interventions that can prevent uh, depression, anxiety and also addiction. And uh, why urban mental health? Because the majority of the people uh, live in an urban uh, setting and this will increase over time. So the prediction is that almost 70% of the individuals live in an urban setting in 2050. And urban living is also associated with higher levels of stress, more mental health problems, more depression, addiction... And um, so it's very important to unravel how all these factors play a role in onset and also maintenance of mental health conditions. And we're here in the Dove, the Dove, which is this amazing neoclassical 19th century Roman Catholic church here in the centre of Amsterdam. Um, so we're in an urban setting, although it doesn't yes. feel like it very much right <laughs> That's now. Right. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us how you define this term, urban mental health? I think we're talking about the common mental health problems. As Gladys said, the big three are depression, anxiety and uh, addictions in terms of costs, in terms of prevalence. And they, so they're prevalent overall, but even more prevalent in the urban context. Uh, we don't think there's like a different species of addictions or anxiety in the city, but it's more like an accumulation of risk factors. And of course, there's also good reasons why we have this increasing uh, percentage of the population in cities and that this, it provides opportunities, work, uh, employment, education, etc. But it also comes with risk factors. Uh, so it's kind of a magnet and we know that mental disorders um, are influenced by a range of factors at different levels of description, ranging from stress levels at subcellular ad adaptations, neuroadaptations, etc., but also at uh, effects of discrimination, stigmatization, noise, pollution, etc. So it's really... A complex, these are complex problems and they also interact with each other. Um, so for that you really need a unique approach and what we feel is that at this moment in time there really is the right moment to launch this type of initiative because on the one hand as already described these problems are increasing, on the other hand uh, there are new approaches which can actually help us to understand how these interacting factors at different uh, levels of description actually work. And of course, that will also give us new ideas on how to intervene with these issues. And that can be at the individual level, at the policy level, etc. And walking through Amsterdam, it's like, as I arrived here, I got this 
sense that I haven't been here for a few years and I'm suddenly struck by all these amazing things to see and hear and taste and um, it's complex as you say living mm -hmm. in an urban setting it's yep. complex and that seems to be the key word of today looking at all the slides and all the speaker forms that I've been given complexity science Claudia is the key approach that you're taking here why is that so important now, I think it's important because um, you can say like, okay, there was a lot of valuable research that actually examined, for instance, one or two or even three factors that contribute that someone, for instance, get a depression or an addiction or maintains the addiction or get a relapse. But um, the problem is we do know, and there is a consensus on it, that many, many factors play a role. And these facts, so for instance, genetic, but also yeah, trauma, life events, uh, the, the, uh, your social economic status, um, where you live in a specific area of the city, all these factors play, play a role. And to make it even more complex, if you experience mental health problems, this also has an impact again on these factors. So it can have an impact. So for instance, if you... So, yeah, you struggle with addiction for a long time, it can have a big impact also on your social economic status. And not only for you, but also for your family and even for future generations. So this means we need to embrace this complexity and um, to find a way that we can actually um, unravel all these factors and including all these feedback loops and the complexity science actually has all kind of uh, methods that um, are able to do that. And they apply that, for instance, now successfully in uh, to understand criminal networks, um, but also in the field of um, uh, uh, resilience and in the field diabetes. of diabetes. So, and. Um, of course, people who are more focused on, for instance, mental health will all agree, oh, it's quite complex. And, but there are many other fields in and outside health that are complex as well. And um, yeah, it's a very promising method that brings all these disciplines together, but also might open up uh, new opportunities for really finding new pathways that we can actually intervene on. Because that's our main mission to find these new pathways that we can actually do something about. So you're launching today. Is it too early to tell us what you're actually going to be doing in terms of the practical projects and subjects that you're going to be dealing with? Yes, yeah, so on the one hand, um, there will be um, efforts to model the common mental disorders. So this is. Um, so we have three different faculties involved and we also use complexity science as a kind of a common language. If you have people who work on neurobiological changes in the brain with stress in the next generations, who has to talk with a sociologist or urban planner or something, you know, there's quite a gap there. Um, so with these models that embrace the different levels, you actually get a common language where people start talking with each other. So that's, say, the more academic part of it. At the same time, we start with um, intervention studies. And of course, ultimately, we also want the models to feed into these intervention studies, but there's enough to be done right away. And we also have 
a work package where it's in collaboration with stakeholders. So for example, there's one project where the city of Amsterdam co-finances a study in one of the poorer areas of the city for the school intervention and then also look at effects in families, triple down effects in the broader region, for example. Nice. I'm involved in quite a few of these very interdisciplinary mental health networks in the UK, research networks. And what we found is that one way of really um, making that communication between very disparate groups, um, professional groups that don't necessarily understand each other, is to have the voice of lived experience at the centre, because everyone understands that, hopefully. How are you doing that with your centre? Yeah, I th we all think it's very important to um, include the, the, the perspective from lived experience right from the start. For instance, now it's our kick-off meeting here in Amsterdam, but we did immediately um, ask all kind of uh, patient organizations as well as representatives of all kind of people with uh, uh, lived experience to also join. So, And uh, many of them actually intended to come, so hopefully they are there. And uh, what is very interesting that we all, like, of course, there was a bit of a long time frame to this project and also the finance was uh, finalized, that they were right from the start very enthusiastic uh, uh, about this initiative and more than help, happy to help and have all kind of input, including also very fancy uh, technology uh, applica uh, technology uh, apps ideas to not only... Uh, do something for people with uh, who are who are suffering from mental health condition, but as well to also collect data so that we can bring this all together. And also, some of these people actually told us it's very important to immediately from scratch start to make an international um, urban uh, organization to bring the big cities together because then we can speak, uh, sorry, speed up the process from getting new insights and also translating it to uh, interventions that, that we know that can actually help. Because, of course, there are all kinds of interventions that are rolled out, but the problem is most of them we don't know whether they actually do good, and some of them might even have adverse effects. So, yeah, we feel very much encouraged by, uh, by actually the, the people with lived experience, including all representatives in all kinds of organisations. So what, what do you hope to get out of this meeting, other than presenting what you're doing and announcing the launch? What do you personally hope to get out of this meeting today? Yeah, so on the one hand, it's nice, you know, if you're sitting with your small you know, we have six members of the board, so we have lively discussions and now it's out in the open, so that's definitely part of it. But also I think as we intend to have projects with stakeholders, I think it's really important that, you know, people are aware of it, that they start thinking, you know, if you work in mental health, uh, could we somehow contribute or, uh, you know, launch a study together, get in contact with us. I think that so that's also why it's nice to be out in the open and, you know, have uh, the meeting, but also a spin-off on social media, etc. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And the hashtag today is Urban Mental Health. That's nice and easy to remember. Um, are people following online going to have an opportunity to kind of contribute in some way? 
think in yes. the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We definitely want want to invite everyone, no matter what your background is, to uh, comment, give all kind of suggestions. Even if there are ideas to collaborate, we are definitely open to that. So that's one extra thing we really want to accomplish is that, uh, yeah, it would be nice if. Um, yeah, people would perceive this as a warm invitation to everyone who has some kind of idea that might be uh, might make sense to together make not only ni a nice fundamental theoretical model, but also to find uh, new target points and interventions that do make sense. Great. It's really exciting to be here to help you launch this today. Thanks a lot for chatting with me and good luck with that. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you.